0: Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. Before we start today's episode, I just want to say... Sending our prayers from the Fireside Giants community, from Anthony and I to DeMar Hamlin. If you guys watched the game last night, we saw a tragic incident happen on the field, a cardiac arrest situation. And, you know, big shout out to the first emergency responders that helped him get his pulse back, get his heartbeat back. Absolutely freaking heroes, those people, absolute heroes, massive amount of respect to those guys and gals. And, you know, the the amount of time and effort they put in and, and they probably saved his life. And, you know, I am so happy to hear that his his toy drive and everything is getting so much attention and everything that he put his heart and soul into and the things that were meaningful in his life. Um, are getting that much attention? I think everybody can say that we are sending the utmost amount of positive energy and prayers to him and his family during these very very difficult times. But it seems like things are trending in the right direction from what the teams have said, and that is all we can hope for right now. But definitely crossing our fingers and making sure that he is in our hearts and in our minds uh, to start this episode, Anthony. If you have anything to say, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you go at it as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you said it well. I'll just repeat everything you said. Thoughts and prayers are with him, his family, Bill's fans, Bill's organization. What we saw last night was unlike anything that I think we've ever seen in the NFL. That was definitely the scariest thing I've ever seen while watching a sporting event. I've never witnessed something like that before, and I don't think any of us have. So uh, just a really horrible, horrifying situation. And I just pray that he comes out of this okay. I mean, 24 years old good player for the bills and a really great person off the field. You never want to see anything like this happen. And again, never seen anything like this happen. So I'm just praying that he pulls through and that this situation, you know, resolves itself and he has a quick and thorough recovery.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just wanted to get that out of the way because I thought it was an Anthony thought it was very, very important uh, to make sure we send our prayers toward DeMar Hamler, but end of the day, Uh, We want to talk about the offensive line. Definitely an interesting transition. And also a big happy birthday to the GOAT, Eli Manning. Another more positive direction. I definitely want to give him the absolute credit for a birthday boy today. One of our favorite Giants of all time. A lot of people, I think, can agree with that. He gave us a lot of great memories and that we will never forget as long as time goes on. And I will say this. Daniel Jones looked like he might give us a couple of good memories, too, (laughs) in the future if he keeps playing the way he did against the Colts. So, you know, we saw kind of Daniel Jones take that big step forward. And the, the question is why? Why did Daniel Jones look so freaking good against the Colts in week 17? Well, I have an answer. The offensive line had maybe one of their best games in the last decade for the Giants. As we know, watching the Giants offensive line is like watching Swiss cheese be thrown out a window and then just absolutely trampled on by a bus. It is disgusting watching the Giants offensive line, but that game specifically stood out as a massive step in the right direction. I have a couple of stats, a lot of stats, really. Each individual player, I want to discuss their performance, what they did in this game, and what led Daniel Jones to being so ungodly, phenomenal, Um, in one of the best games in his entire career. I think a lot of people will say it was the best game in his entire career. We're talking about a guy that had 91 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns, 177 passing yards and two passing scores. He was electric. He was phenomenal. He was awesome. And I think it proved a lot of the doubters wrong. And now we just need to see consistency. You know, it's really great to see a couple of really great games. He's been pretty consistent all year, but that was the game that showed us he has star potential. He has franchise caliber potential. Now we need to see him replicate that and kick it into another gear during the playoffs, Anthony. But when you're looking at the offensive line, There was a lot that went great for the Giants. Let's start with Andrew Thomas. You know, what were your thoughts on his performance? And, you know, I have a couple of numbers to give you guys, but I'll let Anthony uh, take it away first.
1: Yeah, Andrew Thomas was elite as always. He's been elite all season long, but in this performance against the Colts, I mean, his run blocking was otherworldly. I am doing a breakdown right now it's going to be on the channel the next couple of days on Daniel Jones's touchdowns from this game. And what you're going to see is basically two of those touchdowns directly correlate from Andrew Thomas being elite, but on those rushing touchdowns, both of them were sprung by pancakes, just absolutely perfect blocks from Andrew Thomas. So the Giants don't have two of those touchdowns without Andrew Thomas being the player that he is. They're asking him to do a lot in the offense right now. It, you know, you see a lot of the times An offensive coordinator, a good offensive coordinator schemes around his talent, right? Schemes around a quarterback with some good legs like Daniel Jones or schemes around a receiver that they might have or a running back like Saquon Barkley. They'll run plays specifically designed where that player can make an impact on the play and hopefully spring a big play. Now, Mike Kafka is doing that, but for an offensive lineman, and it's really awesome. He is scheming plays together, building plays that are designed around Andrew Thomas, because that is the most reliable player on the New York Giants offense right now is Andrew Thomas. When you need a big play, you ask Andrew Thomas to deliver on that big play, and he will. And I think that's just so cool that Mike Kafka and Brian Dable are literally drawing plays where Andrew Thomas is the focal point, and he is the main factor in the play to get the Giants to score points or get a big gain. And again, two of those touchdowns yesterday sprung together by perfect blocks one of them a pancake by andrew thomas around the left side for daniel jones to rush in for two touchdowns and you just can't understate the impact that he's had on the team this season i think that you know daniel jones can be argued as the mvp i i think that of the giants this season and i think brian dable is coach of the year in the nfl but I would also go ahead and argue that Andrew Thomas is the MVP of the Giants this season. I don't think this offense has any semblance of any, any victory, any, they're, they're terrible without Andrew Thomas in my eyes. He has really been the glue that held this team together offensively all season long. And now we're just watching him basically just having fun with opposing defenders. Like he is just out there. He knows he's better than everyone. And he's just playing so much better than the rest of the competition. And it's been a lot of fun to watch. I, I got to say, you know, Dave Gettleman with all of his blunders that he had during his time here, at least he got that. One right. He got Andrew Thomas right. He is elite and he is a huge foundational building block for the New York Giants.
0: You can say that again. And I'll tell you what, this past game, as you mentioned, unbelievable run blocking metrics. You know, Daniel Jones had a lot of big runs down that left sideline. I think both of his touchdowns were actually down the left sideline. So Andrew Thomas getting out, he had a huge block. Um, I forget who it was against. I think it was DeForest Buckner. He put him on the dirt as Daniel Jones ran right past him. So um, He showed up big. He also didn't give a single pressure up over 30 pass blocking snaps. So Andrew Thomas, round of applause, my friends. Yeah, The guy just continuously every week. I mean, he went through a stretch of three games with a sack, but he was also at the flu for two of those games. Um, And I'll go a step further. He hasn't allowed a sack in the last three games. So really, really well done. And another interesting thing from PFF, The Giants passed blocking ranks over the last three years. They were 32nd in 2020, 30th in 2021, and 18th this year. So they're heading towards average, which is definitely a good sign for the Giants. And Daniel Jones, we saw what he can do with a good offensive line. And if if I remember correctly, one of the other more impressive games he's had in his career came against the New Orleans Saints last season. And that was another game the offensive line was exceptionally... Like just exceptional in general, so it seems when the offensive line plays well, Daniel Jones plays well. Go figure your quarterbacks go in the offensive line and protect you. We haven't, it's not like we haven't figured that out for the last couple of years, we didn't already know this, but it seems like the Giants are finally getting this offensive line in the right place. But, um, looking at another individual that performed really, really well, maybe the best, best game of his young career, Evan Neal. Evan Neal was fantastic against the Colts. Now, a lot of people will say. Um, you know, they didn't have Ngakwe, uh, it was Yannick Ngakwe against him, but they did have Quidi Pei. He was a very, very talented young player as well. So Evan Neal finished this game with one pressure allowed over 30 pass blocking reps and graded out really nicely in the run game as well. Daniel Jones did run to that right side. Someone did ask me, why do they have Daniel Jones running to the left side more than the right side? No, Evan Neal's definitely a, uh, a bigger guy. I think mainly, I think there's two reasons. One, I think Andrew Thomas is capable of getting to the second level faster than Evan Neal because he's just more athletic. I think Evan Neal's a little bit slower, a little bit... Lower center of gravity; he doesn't move as as uh, nimble. So I think that they want Daniel Jones to really attack that left side. I also think it just kind of feels more natural. They run to the strong side of plays. They have a little bit more, uh, you know, sa- uh, speed, or rather just um, more room to work with. So you know, Daniel Jones doesn't have to fit through tight gaps and whatnot. He can really um, extrapolate on those bigger, bigger running lanes. So you know, looking at what the Giants are doing, they're also just utilizing Andrew Thomas, their best offensive lineman, by a significant margin to their advantage. And that's exactly what offenses do. They utilize their best players and maximize on their talents. And the giants have been doing that with Andrew Thomas utilizing that left side uh, to run with Daniel Jones. And I think the giants actually had not been running. And it's interesting because the giants went through a couple of games where Daniel Jones was not a big part of the run game, but when they needed to win that game, the most they turned it up and they turned it on for Daniel Jones. And right now he's almost he's almost break even with Josh Allen and rushing stats this year. So keep that in mind. We're talking about 704 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns. I think uh, Josh Allen's at 746 or something like that, rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns. The fact that giants have gotten that much production out of Daniel Jones on the ground is just another example of why he can be the future quarterback of this team just has to put it together in the passing game, which I think he can do with better weapons and better protection um, over, a, over the course of a full season. So I'm very excited to see him put that together, um, especially paired with the mitigation of his turnover problem in the past. So that's another big one. But Anthony, when we're looking at Evan Neal. How exciting is it to see him bounce that back after a kind of a tough performance against Minnesota and put together a really good one against the
1: Colts? I mean, it's really exciting because I think that Evan Neal is hitting his stride right at the perfect time. I think the Giants in general are hitting their stride at the perfect time. They're playing their best football right now, dominating win over the Colts. First time scoring 30 points in over 40 games. It's like, what is that, three, three three and a half years unbelievable great performance from Brian Dable as well Mike Kafka everybody like the Giants are just hitting their stride right now just in time for the postseason now that's the crucial part of this because Evan Neal yeah he struggled a lot this season week seven goes down with a knee injury is out for a free for almost a month I think it was over a month even comes back to the lineup really struggles coming back from that injury but now he's starting to play better week by week he's improving he's doing a couple things here and there that are just better than they were the week before right now he's playing his best football and that is perfect because the Giants are two weeks away from playing a postseason game so this is when you want evan neal to start turning it up this is when you want daniel jones saquon barkley all these guys to start turning it up and they are they are getting into the perfect form right before the postseason and that's really all the nfl is right who gets hot at the right time right now the giants are hot and if they can keep keep this rolling stay hot going into the postseason Who's to say that the Giants, who've surprised everybody this season and pulled off a bunch of upsets and done everything that no one expected them to, who's to say they can't go into the postseason and make some noise? I I, I absolutely think that they can. If, they're, if they keep playing the way that they played against the Colts in Week 17, they can definitely win a playoff game, especially if they're going up against a team like Minnesota, who they barely lost to and who is completely out of form right now because they just got dog walked by the Green Bay Packers. So I think the Giants are looking really good right now. Evan Neal is a big part of that. If he continues to play better and better, That's going to be huge for the Giants offensive line. As you mentioned, this is the best Giants offensive line in uh, performance in arguably a decade. Like, we haven't seen Daniel Jones have this kind of time in the pocket. We rarely saw Eli Manning have this kind of time in the pocket. But look at the difference that makes. And again, in the running game as well. The Giants have gone for over 200 yards rushing in five games this season. When was the last time they did that, right? That is tremendous. They are running the ball so effectively. And that's Saquon Barkley. That's the offensive line. And that's Daniel Jones being a dynamic, game-changing quarterback who can run with his legs, make plays with his legs. So I think that what you're seeing right now, again, like I said, the Giants are hitting their stride at the perfect time. And Evan Neal is a big part of that. Him just being better at that right tackle position opens things up for the offense. Because I mentioned they've, they've schemed some plays for Andrew Thomas. They've relied on him to throw some key blocks, spring some touchdowns on the left side. But imagine if they can start doing the same thing on the right side with Evan Neal. Think about how good this offense will be when they can scheme together plays for both of their tackles to throw crucial blocks and spring together touchdown runs. So I love what I'm seeing from Evan Neal. He had a huge pancake in this game against the Colts. I've seen that clip on Twitter where he just demoralized somebody, just put them right into the dirt and probably put them six feet under. So I love what he's doing right now. He's really powerful. And that looked like exactly what we thought we were getting when we drafted the number seven overall pick out of Alabama, because that was That was regular for him to do plays, to to make plays like that during his time at Alabama. And now he's starting to make them in the NFL. So it's really exciting to see that his development is starting to come along. And again, right in time for the postseason, the Giants are playing their best football. And again, who's to say that they can't go in there and make some noise?
0: Absolutely. And here's another interesting thing. So, you know, we, we were very critical of one specific player pretty much throughout this entire season. Do you have any idea who that might be? He's, an, he's a Pro Bowl alternate. If that gives you that John gives you a hint. Feliciano, that's my guy right there. <laughs> Feliciano, John Feliciano, guys. So we've been pretty harsh on John Feliciano. Most people have, and I want to give credit where it's due because in the last three games, John Feliciano has only given up two total pressures in the last three games combined. Um, that's pretty damn good. So what we're seeing here is that the offensive line is actually gelled pretty nicely over the last three weeks or so. They've really taken a big step forward. Um, I know Evan Neal had to give up four pressures against Minnesota. He was kind of the outlier in that game. Mark Lewinsky has been a little bit better lately. You know, we've also given him a lot of shit, for, and rightfully so, for what it's worth. He gave up only one pressure in this game. Now, the entire offensive line for the Giants against the Colts gave up four total pressures. We see one player, we see Evan Neal usually give up three to four pressures alone in most games. Um, And then Mark Lewinsky has been giving up sacks at at a really high clip. And, you know, Ben Bredesen, Nick Gates, that kind of turnover there has been a little bit tumultuous. But um, Ben Bredesen was also fantastic in this game. He gave up one pressure over um, 30 pass blocking snaps. He was good in the run game as well. So four total pressures across the entire offensive line. Um, That's really, really, really impressive, guys. I think that we saw arguably the best offensive line performance we've seen at least in the last five years. Um, You know, I can't remember every single game, but I don't remember seeing one as efficient as that the entire way from start to finish they were very good and we saw what the giants can do on the ground because of it they, the daniel jones running plays th- those options were phenomenal they were executed to perfection the blockers got out there mark Lewinsky had a huge block on daniel jones the second uh, touchdown run where he destroyed a I okereke I bit like okereke in the end zone after he took that elbow to the head and it bounced his head off the ground um, and people were freaking out about it. And the offensive line came to his to defense and whatnot. And a couple of plays later, he runs him over in the end zone um, was awesome. You know, this was, this definitely was exciting to see. Offensive of line is taking a big step forward. Now. I'd love to see them have a great game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now. I don't know if they're going to, their starters are going to play. I don't know who's going to be going on, on there, but we need to see more consistency. They're getting better. They're ramping up. And as you said before, it doesn't get better than this right now. The team is hitting their stride as we're entering the playoffs. And we didn't even have a Dory Jackson last week. And we didn't even have a healthy Aziz Ojalari. So adding those pieces back into the mix on defense, our offense is hitting our stride. Isaiah Hodges is kicking ass. Daniel Bellinger looked fantastic. Um, you know, some big offensive plays across the board. Saquon and Daniel Jones. Maybe we can make some noise. Maybe, you know, it's a clean slate. And when you're hitting your stride right at that point, you're getting healthy at the right times. Anything can happen. So, you know, we're going to see what the Giants team does uh, this upcoming playoffs and wild card. But, you know, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a second to give your take on this interior offensive line. That has definitely been a little bit more impressive the last few games.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've been way more impressive. And like I said, it's it's at the perfect time. And as you just uh, repeat as well, because the Giants are preparing for this postseason. Now, let's also take a look at this week 18 matchup, because I know not everyone's too crazy about this game. They're not really invested in it because the Giants are playing for nothing. Right. But they are going up against the Philadelphia Eagles who lead the NFL in sacks. They have 61 sacks this season. That defensive line is nothing to be messed with. They are crazy over in Philadelphia. And the Giants are about to travel to Philadelphia, play in the link, and go up against this offensive line. Now, that might be something where you say, okay, here's the argument for resting Daniel Jones and all the starters. Let's make sure that this Philly defensive line doesn't injure anybody, right? Okay, and that's valid. But if the Giants do go out there and they compete and they play with their starters – this is a great test and a great way for Evan Neal and the rest of these guys on the offensive line to hopefully turn in another really solid performance, but against some serious competition and gain all the confidence in the world going into the postseason, right? Because if they go out there, let's say that they play the starters and the Giants let up zero sacks, but do it against Philadelphia rather than doing it against Indianapolis. Yeah, that offensive line is going to be feeling really good going into the postseason. They're going to feel like the shit and they're going to feel like they can go out there and beat anybody on any given Sunday, which is something that we know the New York Giants are known for doing beating anybody on any given Sunday. So I love what the offensive line is doing right now. And like you said, this is the best we've seen them play in a very long time. I think that John Feliciano has really elevated his game. I understand he really struggled for many weeks in the season. We were very critical on him, but he has played a lot better in recent weeks. And you can't deny that he is playing at a much higher level. And I think that the rotation at left guard, Nick Gates getting some reps, Ben Braddison getting some reps. It's working. I like the rotation. It's actually serving the Giants well. So I think they should stick with it. Uh, We'll see what they decide to do in the postseason if they're going to rotate linemen during the postseason. I think that's kind of questionable. Or if maybe they're rotating them now to see who they want out there in the postseason. I think that's kind of probably what they're trying to do but also glowinski obvious block in the back that you pointed out to me alex on that one rushing touchdown but he got away with it and he is playing better like he has started to improve a little bit he's still not that good but he's playing better so yeah everyone on the offensive line is just elevating their game right now they're playing better as the giants are that's this is the time to do it you have to elevate your game in january and and that's when you start getting ready for the postseason and hopefully winning some postseason games. So listen, Daniel Jones can be a very good player when he has a clean pocket and he has some plays designed where he can make some plays with his legs and he could throw downfield with the clean pocket. So if the offensive line continues to play well, Daniel Jones will continue to play well. And the way that Daniel Jones is playing right now, he's playing winning football. And when you're playing winning football in January – You start winning some playoff games. So I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. Hopefully this continues in the postseason. Don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Again, they got week 18 coming up anyway, a game that nobody really cares about. But in in the eyes of some of these Giants players, maybe they do have something to play for. Maybe they have some ability here to gain some confidence heading into the postseason and prove to everybody, put put an exclamation point on the end of their regular season and let everyone know in the NFC that, hey, we're here in the postseason. We're here to make some noise.
0: Absolutely. Look, anything's possible. We've seen it in the past and uh, I'm excited to see what the Giants can accomplish moving forward here, but definitely steps in the right direction. Everything we wanted to see is coming to fruition. Um, And I'm really, really happy about that. But guys, I'd love to hear perspectives below in the YouTube comments about this offensive line starting to gel, showing some optimism, showing some progress late in the season, which is exactly when we wanted it to happen. So always happy to hear your thoughts below. Make sure to have a fantastic rest of your day. Like and subscribe as always. And sending one more big prayer out to Damar Hamlin as he fights for his life. And and definitely uh, he's in our prayers, in our hearts right now. So shout out to the emergency medical people over there helping him out. And uh, hopefully everything turns out just the way we want it to. And, uh, you know, it's a definitely difficult position, but, you know, our heart's with him. And I know all you guys are in the same boat as us. So make sure to light a candle for him tonight. Whatever you got to do, donate, anything to help out. I'm always really, really meaningful to, you know, the entire football community. And we're all part of that. So it means a lot to everybody. And as I said before, enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees Giants episode.